Hello and welcome along to another edition of Definitive Breaks here at Radio Karam. On today's show, I have a special guest. I'll be chatting and catching up with Zori McGrath. Zori is a Melbourne-based contemporary artist. Her art involves fictional scenes from local areas and surroundings and her painting practices are continuously evolving. Welcome to Radio Karam, Zori. How are you? Hello, Tina. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to be part of your program tonight. Oh, it's nice to have you here. There's, um, yeah, so many things I'd like to ask you about your busy career. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can imagine. <laughs> I know, I know. So, um, I know you've been painting for over 20 years now, Um you know, or more. Can you tell me or give me a snapshot of your artistic journey? Like, where did it all begin? Oh, no, that's quite a, a substantial amount of years, I think. Uh, when when you just mentioned it, <laughs> it pulled me back a little, but I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I've been painting for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, it's quite, that's um, quite far back for me to go in detail, but I can certainly give you an idea how that I can, I um, always, you know how the younger children say, I want to be a painter, or I want to be an artist. Uh -huh. It's actually literally uh, how I began my artistic journey. I was uh, mentored um, by a renowned artist in my country, because I'm originally from Bulgaria, okay. um, from a very early age. And... It just um, went on to studying fine art at school and mm -hmm. then following that I went to enroll to university to study fine art and it's just kind of a, one of those things that I always knew that I'm going to be painter. I yes. I just kind of a, didn't know um, what else I'll be doing. It's, it's never been on my mind. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, and then I just went to my professional practice. Um, so it's been um, kind of all my life, really. Mm -hmm. You're currently working. What's your on your latest project? You're currently working on. Yeah, I always. Um, I'm always working on. Yeah, <laughs> you are constantly. <laughs> you are constantly working. Um, so your latest yeah. project is called Rainy Days. It's showing at the yeah. Sea View Gallery in Queenscliff. Can you tell me about that? Yes, yes. Um, well, my work um, usually um, evolves on its own. I just feel that because uh, I get inspiration by the immediate environment, for me, uh, kind of the canvas tells me mm -hmm. what would like to happen. And the rainy day specifically, it's a series of work that um, it's really like a play on the winter, the season itself, inspired okay. by the kind of the immediate environment, where we are now and I just I'm very drawn and I've been drawn lately in the like the figures and you know the figurative compositions mm -hmm. and happened with us when we go in the city and Melbourne specifically like I've lived around the world but here I just love how 
there's four seasons in a day. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and um, sure just, is. it tends to be raining all the time. So, um, I don't know. It's just kind of a, it's cold for it. Yes. You know what I'm trying to say. It's just, I was just so drawn into um, the way how, the weather. Um, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but, you know, in the most beautiful sense, of course. Oh. So, um, it, it's rolled from another exhibition that perhaps we could chat later on about um, that I recently had with Brunswick Street Gallery. Um, and it was, again, inspired by uh, the vibrant inner city life. So, it's kind of a every series of work I create, it's it's different it's capturing a moment of time mm-hmm. but it's always reflective on the what happens now with me you know and so that one was, was called so city streets places and favorite spaces um yeah that's right i'm yeah, such a big yeah. fan of that work sorry um oh really yeah oh, i love it i think you you have this sort of authentic style where you know you just capture these spaces and movement and and again i love all that um figurative works that you have on your art, just all the little people everywhere. Um, I just find it very nostalgic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Look, I just, I'm very drawn to this kind of a, um, I wouldn't even, I don't even, I don't plan my work. So it's very hard when I'm talking about it because it just, it happens for me. I mm-hmm. like, I, I'm really fascinated by, you know, how we, we are all different and, how vibrant is our city, our streets, um, you know, so interesting, different people, um, little gatherings. It's just kind of a, um, I'm really drawn into this theme yeah. of work. It's like everyday now. life, like you capture everyday life, like people moving yes. around yes. in laneways and, and streets and, yeah. It's kind of a, if I try to plan a painting, it never works out. It's it's. I have to just... Um, what I see with my eyes, it just um, transforms into an art. That's how I can explain it. It's very hard to put it into words. That's why I'm not an author. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. Well, yeah. you've, you've got a, a lot of pieces. Like, uh, I just was blown away by your work. Um, just So, just recently... Um, so you were commissioned in celebration of a new partnership of Delaware North and um, the Melbourne Cricket Ground to produce like a, a piece of art. So, you know, massive congratulations to you. Yes. So oh, that that's you. just great. Um, can you tell me uh, about this beautiful painting that you created? Oh, Tina, that was absolutely wonderful opportunity to be given. Um, and I totally felt humbled to be chosen. Um, to commemorate a day in the life uh, of such a such an iconic venue, um, it was a painting that I actually um, created to celebrate the new partnership between the hospitality company Delaware North mm-hmm. Australia and Melbourne Cricket Ground, um, and it was just such an interesting project because um, it's not being um, from Australia originally. It actually um, gave me such a depth of knowledge into the history of that iconic venue. Oh, and, wow, yes. Uh, it was I, the most challenging work as well 
for myself creatively. Um, and then I learned so much more. And to be able to to depict that and depict all these moments that um, this venue experienced over the years yes. in one painting was just, um, yeah, amazing, amazing. I just, um, yeah, oh. so humbled to be able to be given that it opportunity. It must have been that a was, big highlight for you. That, I just thought to say that's the highlight of my year, oh, honestly. Such yeah, a beautiful, yeah. beautiful privilege. So um, is it hanging now in their wall of art collection? Is that where it is? Now, um, to my knowledge, um, it has been given to um, the some of the higher members of the Melbourne Ground. Okay. Um, so I am not sure because I haven't been there to see it. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is still to happen. So, um, yes, yes, it's somewhere there. Oh. <laughs> I presume, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a so wonderful it's really, thing. really special. I, I can't wait to actually be able to see where the painting is. So will it yeah. be? Will the painting be open to the public? So when you go there, will you be able to see it, or is it in the dining area? Where whereabouts is it? Um, look, I'm not very oh, sure. Yeah, um, that's right. On the location of the piece, um, um, I would love to think that um, the public will be able to uh, experience the work itself. Um, but to be able to say it uh, for certain, uh, I will not be able to because I I've just not, I have to see it for myself uh -huh. to be able to give you an idea. Oh. <laughs> but maybe I can let you know in the future, <laughs> and uh, you can share it with your audience. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, um, what I find really interesting about you is that you know you're formally trained in um, traditional Orthodox iconography. Um, so for those who aren't aware of what that is, can you sort of expand on it and let people know yes. what it is? Um, it's something that not many, um, the people that I know even here um, are um, aware of. I actually was um, traditionally trained in oil painting and iconography uh, painting, which is the traditional uh, orthodox painting is like a religious art mm -hmm. um, mostly probably prominent in uh, Eastern Europe um, some of it in Italy actually as well uh, but originates from Greece mm -hmm. if, if people were are aware of the little um, religious paintings on the wall made with little rocks I don't oh, know how I'm to aware of it that. <laughs> and then it develops over the years but it was predominantly actually a form of art yes only um, um, only done in monasteries from yes. the monks so yes. it wasn't something popular as if you have a fine art where there will be uh, schools that will pass it those skills and it was very um, contempt can I use that word mm -hmm. for the, the, the form of art in terms so yes. Um, yeah, I was always very drawn into the specifically the symbolism of the iconic art because it's all the things that uh, the elements of this form of art hold specific symbol behind it. So I always felt I I could master oil painting and the the traditions and the methods uh, and techniques, but with iconography, it's very interesting. Your work 
have to be as close as possible to the original icon from the 14th century, 13th, 14th, 15th, mm -hmm. 16th century, whatever. And the closer to the original um, is your icon painting, the, 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 how can I say, the, the better iconographer you are. Okay. Because it's saying that, um, obviously, because it holds religion um, as the theme, it's saying you, you should not try to change okay. the, the thematical aspect of the artwork. However, I find it very, um, um, I mean, very beautiful, the actual frescoes. I don't necessarily hold the religious in the icon painting. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's just the beauty in the, the form of art itself and the rare, rarity of that art. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's just, um, it's a beautiful form of art. And I don't, I don't know if actually uh, schools or universities that do teach art actually follow that practice yes, yes. Uh, to teach iconography art. I just, uh, and you also yeah. have run classes. You've taught iconography yourself? Yes, that's right. I, um, I always feel very passionate about sharing what I learn. I'm one of those people that, you know, I think a skill is there to be passed uh -huh. yeah. uh, so I always love sharing with uh, peers and I used to run iconography groups and classes yeah. it's just um, I've currently taken a little bit of a sabbatical from um, teaching as such uh, because of my um, projects and all the other uh -huh. things that I'm doing mm -hmm. <laughs> it's but, somewhat uh, a, a, for yeah. a for forgotten type of craft Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I certainly am not aware of uh, many places where you can actually be exposed to learning the traditional methods. You can certainly use more modern approach to iconography painting, but the traditional orthodox methods of application and uh, even uh, the techniques of application of color and making the egg temper from scratch, from pigment, and then the, the depura itself, it's, yeah, it's a very interesting form of art, definitely. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. Um, so um, yeah, not many people know about. Yeah, I know. Art. I I find it yeah very interesting. Only because I've got I've grown up with a Greek Orthodox background myself. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so I wanted to also ask you, um, who would be your biggest influence in the art world? Um, that's a question. Well, I wouldn't, I don't know about a specific influence. I don't think I have a specific influence. Maybe in my early years, um, when I was studying art and perhaps becoming an individual uh -huh. uh, artist for myself, um, there was a, a Bulgarian artist that I very much look up to and um, specifically the, the the theme of work the the type of the application of color just it really fascinated me his body of work and his name was um the master so they used to call him the master like the creative nickname if if you'd like uh but his actual name was Vladimir Dimitrov uh -huh. So um, I was really fascinated how he was capturing the, the everyday life. Oh, okay. So at that time, that would have been the harvesters coming from the fields or uh, 
the women at that time, um, uh, when he was actually, um, he was painting, he, the, the, in Eastern Europe, uh-huh. the women were actually going to harvest the, the crops. Okay. Well, I don't know where their partners... They're all at war, although or overseas making money, bringing, sending money yeah. home. <laughs> Left their wives and gone overseas. And it was just very interesting way of depicting them because it was always on the background. Yeah. Uh, if you would illustrate the image, it will always be surrounded by different fruit or flowers. So Sounds just beautiful. to commemorate and celebrate the, the culture. Yes. And they were all wearing their traditional clothing. It's it's an artist that I suppose it always stayed with me, and it had a huge, I suppose, influence in all my work. I don't think it's um, something that I drive through my work, but it's definitely something that it stayed with me. And mm-hmm. um, if I'm just to call a, a person an artist that it really influenced me, I would have to say his name. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Oh wow! Yeah, perhaps not known to many people here, but um, yeah, it's called the master. Vladimir Dimitrov, the master. It's just and, a, an amazing. Wow! Amazing um, and how old? Life. How old would he have been, or was he? Was he still alive when? No, no, no. He would have been. Um, I have to actually check uh, here. He okay. Okay. Um, creating, yeah. but no, definitely not alive. Okay, so. Do, so you t- tell me, do you think art is important to society? What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I actually think um, art, is, art is definitely um, important in the sense that it can convey and carry um, important messages. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be uh, provocative. It can be... Uh, nostalgic it can be uh, supportive it can be connective i think art i see art as language expression and i think art definitely takes a big part of our society mm-hmm. if we just look around it you know um yes. uh, i like even uh, over current times which i I don't want to even remember, but we all do, I'm afraid. It's still too early. Um, the way how we even met with you, Tina. Yeah, I know I, how art connects people. Okay. I know. It was just before <laughs> lock, and, uh, lockdown and, um, yeah, I sort of first became aware of your work at a, a gallery in Brunswick and, you know, immediately sort of fell in love with all your paintings and your style of painting and uh, just after I discovered you I just called you the next day <laughs> straight away or looked you up and said oh you know I need to have this can I have this can you do this for me yeah. you see, I just think art connects people um, art is there for us to to understand everything um, in a more um, I, I suppose brighter way mm-hmm. you know positive way yes um, and sometimes, you know, as a human being, we might not actually want to hear something. We might not want to read it. Might not. Art is there to convey it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it holds a, a special, I think, power yes. in its sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I felt specifically uh, lately that um, my art connected me to some amazing 
he remains exactly. like yourself. Yes. Um, and how <laughs> else you. I would have been able to do that? Yeah. Um, art connected me even to uh, this amazing project with the Melbourne Cricket Camp. Yes. So it was just, yeah, yeah. I definitely think it, it holds a special place in our society. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So do you think your style has changed over time? Oh, definitely. I think from, um, because I think my work uh, reflects the immediate environment, I think it'll always change. I remember uh, coming across somebody recently and they said, well, Zori, when I see your work, it's always different. And I'm like, well, but the time changes, like everything evolves. Exactly. Everything is different. You know, I, I don't think... You as a I'll person changes, stop. yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever stop learning. I don't think my art will ever stop evolving. Well, you need to evolve. I just think, you need to move on. And Yeah. I'm just like, if that happens, that will be the end of my artistic journey. Yeah. That's where yeah. I will, I of will course. stop. Uh, I just, yeah, I just, art evolves with my life. Art evolves with our life, with everything. And I just think it will be... Um, It'll be shame if I stop it and I just try to captivate this certain uh, moment of time over and over again. You can't stop. I find you very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just, no, I don't think I'll ever, yeah, my yeah. art will continue evolving and, yeah, continue being different yeah. because we're all different and times will be different yes. ahead of us. So um, yeah. what's, the, what's your favourite piece that you've created? If you had to pick a piece that you've... Oh, that's, uh, you know, what? I don't know if I have a favorite. Like, I, every, I invest a lot of myself in every single piece. I feel it's kind of a, I capture something special with every piece. Uh, but if I have to pick one recently, yes, that probably have to be the, the Melbourne Cricket Ground oh, because wow. it was very special for me painting. Uh-huh. And I, I've learned a lot uh, through making it. So um, if I have to pick a piece, uh, a recent piece, that have to be fun. Um, and perhaps in the past, there's a, a painting that I created actually in the beginning of our um, uh, a COVID uh, experience, I suppose. Yes. And it was, I was closed in my studio like a lot of my um, fellow artist colleagues mm -hmm. and I was painting and this painting came up like a vision in front of me uh, which probably made me sound a bit nervous, but uh, with all these people and that painting was actually later on titled and it, it drove all this uh, I suppose what was happening at that time and it's very powerful for me yes so yeah that perhaps will be the second piece that I consider um, it, it holds a special place. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've got a funny question here. If you if you could drop yourself into any artistic period um, or any moment in history, when would it be? Would you, you know, would you go oh. to the Renaissance <laughs> or would you go to antiquity or would you would you go to the Art Deco or Baroque stage? Like, where would you go? Where would you like to live and? Oh. Maybe do your I can, art um, move between <laughs> I think I would love definitely to go to the um, late medieval period so maybe the rena the Renaissance uh -huh. um, just because I would love to be able to be uh, 
amongst the really you know, the French what girls to be able 14 to like in the 1400s that that's 40, yeah, yeah late 1400s you know wow. Florence and the works of Medici ah uh, okay Raphael Michelangelo just like I would love yes. to be able to um, immerse myself in this period but also I really um I'd go straight to the 1920s I'd go I'd go to Paris <laughs> in the 1920s the Art Deco. The yeah, look, I'm happy. I'm happy to to go in the impressionist. So that's I think was it around the eighty five, eighty four, eighty five. Uh-huh. That was around that time. So yeah, maybe the impressionism. Yeah. Oh um, wow! And to be able to experience uh, the works of uh, Claude Monet, and yeah, I mean it's. I love this period mm-hmm. because of the characteristics of it. But um, yeah, the impressionist, I don't know if you know, they used modern life as their subject matter. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I'm more or less uh, do that with my work yeah. now. Um, so I just like it resembles for me in some way. Uh-huh. You know, I depict it in a different, um, I, I depict it with a different approach, but. Um, I also have the same subject matter that interests my work now. So, yeah. Mm. So I'll say the Impressionism and um, the Red Sun. Oh, lovely. Oh, wow. <laughs> so tell me what's next for Zori? What's in the pipeline? Um, there's always something for Zori. Um, look, I'm just uh, currently focusing on the recent projects, uh, Rainy Days. So um, after that, um, we'll probably... Yeah, I have a couple of projects on the line and some public artwork that um, perhaps I'll be engaged with. And yeah, just continue. Continue my creative journey ahead. Oh, sounds wonderful. Um, yeah. So um, for information on Zori's latest uh, story, studio work or workshops or upcoming exhibitions, you can find Zori on the socials, on the Instagram, on at... Z-O-R-Y underscore M-C-G-R-A-T-H or on Facebook. Uh, Zori, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Um, It always is. So thank you for joining me here at Radio Karam. It's been like an absolute joy. (laughs) Oh, thank you very much, Tina. It's always so much pleasure to talk to you. And just, um, yeah, I hope that your... uh, uh, audience tonight enjoyed our <laughs> conversation. Um, yeah, and yeah, we'll it, I, it would be lovely to sometimes, if, you know, if people see me or they come across to any of my exhibition, and um, yeah, just come and say hi. I'm yeah, very easy, approachable. Person. Oh, you're not shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So thank you for ha- thank you very much. <laughs>